It's me, Johnny Morgan, Kit Alexander. I'm a main man from Holland, Jos Leighton, here on the Filthy Lip Out. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain too much. Yeah. How are you? Good man, good man. Yeah, not too bad. I mean, how's the game been playing, my friend? I mean, how you been feeling? I've seen you over in Wales from a distance. How was that yeah. for you? I've been struggling a bit lately. Uh, I've not been playing great. I started okay the first two weeks when I was back in Austria. I played okay. I had a chance to to win there, but um, blew it. And then after that, I haven't been playing really good golf. So I uh, I work hard to get some uh, form back. But uh, it's it's difficult times, you know. It's 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 different than before. Yeah, no doubt about it. Go okay, get got a question, bud. Yeah, how tricky is it? You're struggling with your form a little bit at the moment. Obviously, you're in the bubble with the European Tour. You're over in Portugal now off the back of Spain, Valderrama in a six-week swing. When you can't sort of get a break and, and get away from golf, it's golf all the time. Yeah, Do you I mean, just need to freshen your head up a bit to break those sort of runs? Or is it a case yeah, of range? Especially now, because you're in the bubble, you're not allowed to go out or you're not allowed to go to a restaurant at night or, you know, it's... The, the, the little pleasures and the little away time that you get from the golf course, you don't really have them because you stay at the golf course at the hotel and you see all the other boys. And even if you go out for dinner, it's, it's very weird because you have to keep that two meters distant from everybody, even if you go out with your girlfriend, you know, and um, it, it's just very weird. Um, but at the end of the day, the game is still the same. So you just need to use the time that you have at the golf course to try and get uh, to improve and, and get some form going. But we all know, even before these times, that golf sometimes, you know, you, you feel like you can't hit a bad shot. And sometimes you feel like you can never hit a, a good shot again. And, and you know, you got to turn that around. And I think the only way to do that is to work hard and, um, and stay patient and, uh, and go out and, and try to play tournaments. And uh, because at the end of the day, you got to do it in the tournament and not on the practice days. Um, and it's, you know, looking at little things that you can improve as always, but it's, it's, the mindset is different because you get annoyed a little bit quicker because of the, all the rules now. It's, so it's almost like you stay in a prison and, and that does a lot to, to the mind, I guess. Yeah, I bet it does. Yes, I bet it does, mate. I mean, just reflecting back on last week of Valderrama, I mean, you've had good success there. I mean, you come running up the surge and. I was there actually on the 11th when you hold your second shot for an albatross. Do you remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. How good a shot was that, by the way? So probably like, I mean, how hard are the greens at Valderrama? But how hard is that one at 11? Ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a, a hard golf course. And I love it. When you play well, it's the best place to go to because you get rewarded if you, you know, if you're consistent and you're precise, Valderrama is the place to go to. But if you, if you struggle a little bit with your game, it's not a fun place to go. It it will it will just fuck you up. That's what it that's just what it does to players. And especially last week with the with the wind up for four days. And if you don't feel hundred percent, you just don't don't want to play Valderrama. And this year the greens were very firm. And I just didn't hit the ball good enough. And then, then you're 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 out of position all the time and you just try to catch up and then Valderrama will bite you. Do you well, like it's... do you like a golf course? Do you like a golf course that is a grind? That you know, level par probably wins it, or is it? I, I love do you it. Like, do you like going low? I, I, well, I'm, I like the golf courses to be tough and, and a fair test. You know, I don't like the golf courses that are going to be an open field where you just have to rip it and and doesn't matter if you're in the yeah. fairway or in the rough. I like yeah. I like if all the the parts of golf getting tested, 
Um, and I think Valderrama is a great, you know, length is, is it's good because on the par five you can, you can reach quite easy. But you know, you got to be precise. And, and again, if you hit the fairways, you still got to be precise with your second shot, you know, and, and you got to stay in position all the time. And I've had, you know, I've had two runner-ups there, so I went there with a lot of confidence. But I found out if you go there with, with no trust in your game, it's no fun. <laughs> no, yeah, it doesn't look like the type not. of course to get your game back on. You're not going to find something around Valderrama. No, no, no. Well, you're going to find some, but that's trees. <laughs> you find a lot of trees next to the fairway <laughs> and you find a lot of bogeys. But at the end of the day, you know, uh, sometimes it's good to play a, a tough golf course because if you play the next golf course, it feels like, like it's easy, you know. And it's a lot of the times when you play a major and you see the guys come over to an, the next event and, and they win because, you know, you get, you get your focus is getting better on tough golf courses. And at the end of the day, the tougher the, the, the test is, the better player you become, I guess. So, so you need to test yourself sometimes on those golf courses. And, and I like playing those, those tough tests. Do you think there needs to be more of that on tour? Because there aren't that many of those sort of tight courses. They, they make them more difficult now by chucking yards on. Would you like to see a little bit more strategy required? Well, I think, I think it's the wrong way of, of lengthening the, the, the golf course because all you're going to do is, is make the 10 longest hitters love it even more because they think, all right, I can go in with an eight iron into this long par four and other guys need to go with, with four or five, which makes it a lot harder. Same with the par fives. They think, oh, I can still reach and the other guys have to lay up. So I think you've got to do it in another way. Make it really tight. Make the rough up till your chin. And then, you know, you've you got to think your way around the golf course and not just take the driver out and smash it and find it and hit it again. No, I think, I think golf is a game of, of, of positioning yourself on a golf course. And, and um, I think if they, they narrow the fairways, um, make the rough a little bit more, more, more tough, then I think you get the better players to, to, to come on top and not just the long hitters. Do you need firm greens as well? Because obviously that was a big part of Valderrama. It helps. It helps because then you, then you get premium on hitting the fairway. Last week, if you're in the semi-rough, it just made it that, that much harder to keep it on the green. And we all know at Valderrama, if you go long, you've got almost no shot of, of making up and down on the, on the firm greens going away from you. So I think, yeah, firm greens or high rough, one or the other. And, and, and then it's, it's a fair test for everybody. I mean, coming up this week, going to Don Pedro in Portugal, um, a very different test, I think it's fair to say. We're going to go from sort of two over winning to you're probably going to want to be 20 under perhaps to get yep. the trophy this week. What kind of adjustment do you make rocking up there this week to go right now i've got to start firing in the birdies and the eagles well i mean you know at the end of the day i'm i'm a player that needs to have it from consistency hitting fairways hitting greens and uh, staying out of trouble and create a lot of birdie chances and and if my putter is hot uh, i'll make a lot of birdies and i'll probably win uh, but i don't think i can change my game from one week being the precise player and, and hitting fairways and greens to the longest hitter on the field I, i'm not going to hit it longer than i did last week i just need to make sure that i hit it a little bit straighter and i hit a little bit more uh accurate with my irons because that's what i've been struggling with the last couple of weeks is just controlling the irons and uh i think if i can do that and create a lot of birdie chances that the greens are normally pretty good out here to to hold some putts 
and then you just got to shoot lights out here and um, everybody knows that and and that's what you just got to do you know there, there will be a lot of chances and you just got to take them when they come I was chatting to John yesterday obviously when we knew you were coming on and he mentioned that your paths kind of crossed a few times as you were first coming on to tour John was maybe on the way sort of out as a tour player <laughs> and he said that your games kind of stacked up quite similarly do you remember much from playing with John when you first got out on tour and well, I, I, I think Johnny that we played together at the challenge to in Kazakhstan or not first time that's right we did we did mate that was I, a good I, golf I, course by the way wasn't it, it was a great wow. golf course and it was a it was a cool hotel as well I think it was the old uh, KGB headquarters or something wasn't there but, uh, I think half was uh, unfortunately for people that uh, needed a bit of help, and half was a hotel. And uh, yeah, there was some weird noises going on at night. I remember that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I can remember we played. I think the third round there, and I mean, you all you did was just fucking smash that driver as hard as you could, <laughs> find it. I, I can't remember the scores we made, but um, yeah, I think that was the first time we ever met. Really, that was in. Uh, I think that was uh, seven. Yeah, I definitely. I definitely missed the cut, and I think I remember singing uh, I Got a Brand New Combine Harvester on stage, I think, on the golf course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. By the Wurzels, in front of all the yeah. players. I remember yeah. doing that. I think it was a, yeah. a, bit, out, a bit out of sorts. It was, it was good fun, but yeah, I mean, um, I've been the same player since. I think uh, you've changed a bit more than I did, Johnny. Yeah, just a bit, mate, just a bit. Just an extra <laughs> few pounds, a few little, uh, a few extra lines. But, mate, I... Uh, I've got to say, I do miss it. I mean, I've been, you know, I've followed you loads of times now, haven't I, on the golf course. And, uh, you know, I do feel like our, our games were quite similar, to be honest. Um, felt like we were pretty gutsy, really determined. Um, you know, we're, we were all out attack, really. It felt, it looked like we were all out attack. You know, there was mm. no, never backing down. We always wanted to take the scalp. You know, we always wanted to come out first place. So, um, yeah, watching you's been a pleasure, mate, over the last couple of years. Been Thanks, buddy. Thanks. No, it was always good fun playing with you, but uh, it's a shame that you had to, you know, because of all the stuff that happened to you, that you had to quit a bit earlier than expected, I guess, eh? Yeah, yeah but, but mate, I get, I get the luxury of hanging out with you on this, you know what I mean? And strolling the fairways and reminiscing on good shots, so it's never a bad thing. But, mate, I, I got to ask you, I mean, I don't know if you watched it last night, did you? Did you watch the old uh, FedEx Cup? No, I, I watched it on the, on the app a little bit, but I haven't seen much, uh, much on TV. I mean, holy guacamole. I mean, there's some serious money being played for there. But, I mean, that's some serious golf being played as well. I mean, what do you think of Dustin Johnson at the moment? I mean, he's, when, he, when he finds that gear, that it, you know, when he's on, he's on and he doesn't look back. He just keeps going. He keeps firing at those pins and he's just... You know, he's got everything. He's, he's got the distance. He's got the wedge control. He's got, when he's on with the putter, I think he's hard to beat. Um, for me, the only guy that can come close when he's on is, is Rory McIlroy when he's on. But he's, he's, you know, he's, there's a lot of things happening to him, you know, being a, me being a new dad and stuff. So it's, it's tough to, to play your best. But I mean, Dustin, for me, Dustin and, and Rory, they're, they're playing a different game. What do you yeah, make of the are, scoring mate. system with the, the staggered start because of the FedEx? So, I mean, you obviously Dustin, one of the best players in the world, and you give him a head start as well. It, does it take a little bit away from the tournament? 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I've, I, I've, I thought about it and I, I don't know if I actually like it or if I don't like it, but it, it does sound fair in a way that you played the whole year, you're leading the FedEx. So yeah, do, you get one or two shots. I mean, it, it does sound it's a fair, fair, fair game. But on the other Yoast, hand, Yoast we're not Kit really used to it. it. Yoast, Kit hates it. He <laughs> doesn't <laughs> like it at all. I, yeah, I'm a handicap. I mean, how, how, how would you do it then? How would you do it? How would you do it, Kit? Because you need to reward the leader or, or you know, the, the, the leaderboard. You need to re reward them for the whole year, basically. I, mean, I, I think how they had it before worked pretty well, where the top five guys, if you won the Tour Championship, you knew that you would earn enough FedEx points because they'd sort of redone the points based on what your standings were. They only really yeah, changed it because people were a bit confused that one person might win the tournament, another person might win the FedEx Cup. But that just relies on the story being told properly and it being... And you don't even need to go into that until... The yeah, but don't, don't you think that for people that don't know golf, this makes a lot more sense to do it this way than when you have to explain the whole story about, oh, he's winning the tournament, but the other guy's winning the 50 million, although he finished fifth or whatever. And In I, I a way, this is a lot more clearer... It is more clear, but how many people are tuning in just to watch the Tour Championship if they're not regular golfers anyway? Like the majors, I think you can make an argument you get potentially getting a new audience. I don't know how many people that don't follow golf already would have tuned in for the Tour Championship. Maybe I'm wrong, but in my mind, it just takes a bit of fairness away from it because it's a two-shot lead on whoever's in second, but then you've got guys starting the week 10 shots back so there's only 30 in the field anyway. Yeah, but if those guys that are 10 shots back, they probably still need to win the tournament and Dustin need to finish outside top 10, probably more than 10 shots back to, to still have a, a chance. So yeah, I, I understand what you mean, but I do like it because it, it's, it's something special. It's about the 50 million and it's, it's clear for everybody. And then just the guys that are behind just know they need to catch up. Yeah, yeah, I... I, I, do, I see the logic of it, but I personally still like everyone. I, 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 understand, I understand the feeling. But you just get, get over your uh, feelings. Okay. Just get over Yeah, what are you? What are you? Well, mate, let's talk about getting in a Zoom because Dustin said he is like on cloud nine. Like he, he can't, every part of his game feels a million bucks. Well, 12 million bucks, I should say. 15, so uh, 15 million bucks. I'll get it right in a minute. But anyway, you know, what's it like to get in a zone and what's your feeling like when you are completely on it? Like oh, everything, it's like clockwork. Yeah, it's, 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 it's something weird and special in a way because for, for me, I mean, you just don't know when it's going to happen. Everybody, you try to do, you know, everything to get in that zone once you go on the first tee or once you get in it after a couple holes and you get, try to get in that zone. Um, for me, when I'm in the zone, everything feels like it's almost going in slow motion and you don't really know it's going on. You just go through the motions and you just don't think about it. You just see the shot and you hit the shot. And before you know it, you, you hit the next shot and it's in the hole. Or, and it doesn't matter what people do. They can take a shit on your ball. You don't give a shit. You still <laughs> yeah, make birds. Exactly. Exactly. And, and exactly. When you're not well, in the zone, definitely trying to get a free drop from that. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're not in the zone, you get distracted by the by the by the little noises or by a cart that that comes by. But when you're in the zone, you don't you don't even notice it. You just see the flag. That's all you see, and you know it's gonna go there. And that's the best way of playing golf. 
we all want that, but it just doesn't happen that much. And uh, uh, it seems like Dustin Johnson, and, but also Tiger Woods in his, in, his, in, his, in his good times, you know, they knew how to get in that zone and they knew how to, to keep riding it as well, which, which is almost harder than having the odd day. But, you know, you just, I, you just don't know when it's coming. And, but when it's coming, you need to be ready for it and may, need to make sure that, it, that you reward yourself with, with a victory. How many times have you been in the zone, would you say, Joost, in your career? That I was really in the zone, not, not that much, to be honest. I mean, and I, you know, I would say what I said, the zone is only uh, good if you win the tournament with it. You know, if, if you're a fifth year going in Sunday and you shoot seven or eight under and you're in the zone and you finish 20th, mm-hmm. all right, great, you're in the zone, but you, 20th place doesn't get you shit really so you need to make sure you're there on the Sunday and that you get in the zone so my last time was was the the, the Dutch Open at 2016 on the Sunday I mean I shot eight under on the Sunday and and I you know it just happened uh, everything yeah. went in putts were rolling in I was hitting the, the right shots even even if I did it hit it great it turned out in the right in the right place you know and and I won the tournament so that's what I mean when you when you're in the zone you need to make sure you win the tournament and and I think that's when you reward being in the zone. Um, but yeah, then, then you've got to play yourself in that position first, of course. What but a good it's, golf course it's that is. It's the thing, isn't it, Johnny, when you're in the zone? Oh, mate, I, I, I loved it. I just felt like I wanted everyone around me to go absolutely ballistic. You know what I mean? I just wanted everyone to go as crazy as I wanted to go crazy. I was doing it for them as much as I was doing it for myself. It was just... Um, yeah, but when you're in the zone, yeah. you just ride the momentum of the crowd and you just... Oh. You know, it's just, it's funny how it works. You feel like this, your club head just feels like it's, well, you could do anything you want with it, even at the last minute. You know, if you were out of sync, you just feel like you can save it and conjure up some magic. You just, everything's too clear. You know, it's so nicely, perfectly black and white. You know, there's no kind of ifs or buts. It's just do and it gets done. Brilliant. Do you believe, do you believe that getting in the zone that it's 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 a trick or it just happens because there's a lot of discussion about it that you can learn getting in the zone and stuff like that but i haven't learned it yet it just happens no i may i i would have to say exactly the same thing it's not summer i don't think i've learned i think it's just a i think it's something that you learn what well, i think you learn i should say from a young age when you're a kid playing like little matches against your mates you know how to get in a zone in a, in your own zone and little bubble but yeah i think it's just it's one of those things that just happen it just yeah, it just clicks and comes in and uh you don't know when it's gonna happen but you know so hopefully it does yeah yeah it's a weird thing eh? but it's the most beautiful no, it thing it is the best thing <laughs> it is the best thing in the world so mate, come on you, got, to get in got... the zone, you could you could sell that and make billions of pounds if you could teach someone how to get in the zone yeah yeah all right True, but if you knew, if you know, just tell me. Don't tell anybody else, just me. <laughs> yeah, just, it'll be our little secret. Our <laughs> little secret. <laughs> I mean, if I was the karate kid and I had a couple of blocks right there, hiya, and I was going to cut the blocks, you know, it's like all of a sudden you're in the zone to just put your hand straight through the other side of it. I mean, it's kind of like that. I mean, how do you teach that? I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's thing. so hard in golf because the margin of error is so tiny in it. In other yeah. sports, to, to get in the zone, it's a little bit easier because the margin of error is a bit bigger in a lot of other sports. But in golf, you know, what, what's, what's, what's the degree? The d- degree out or, you know, you, you need to be so precise. 
I always go back to uh, Tom Watson and Stuart Sink at the Open when Watson nearly won it. And, you know, that iron shot that year into the last, I mean, two inches further left, two inches further right, up, down, whatever. I mean, he just hit a really hard spot straight over the back. And you just think it was a magnificent shot straight at it. And you thought, oh, my God, he's going to do it. And, uh, yeah, I felt sorry for Stuart Sink afterwards because even though he's won the Open, you know, everyone wanted to see Watson win it. Yeah. but it's just like that, like you say, you can't odds that, can you? No matter how much you're in the zone, you, if you get a bad bounce, you get a bad bounce. Yeah, yeah, you need a bit of a break, and and sometimes you you can't control it yourself. Everything. Yeah, that's it's so much external stuff in golf as well. You can be in the zone, but you can hit a great shot, put a good swing on it, like you say, land it in the wrong spot by a couple yeah. of inches, or you shoot eight under the bloke next to you shoots nine under to win the tournament and you don't feel like as you said yeah but that's the things that you can't control in golf and you just sometimes you have to accept the right i've been outplayed by somebody you can you can live with that i think Mm -hmm. but if you if you if you mess up yourself then it's it's a lot harder to to accept it you know sometimes but if you if you made a flawless eight under and you and you lose by one or two so be it yeah but if you if you double bogey the last and you lose by two (laughs) uh you the locker room is not safe then (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I would agree, I would yeah, agree. But you've won six times on the European Tour, Yost. Of course, two of those were in your home Dutch Open. How special were those moments for you? I mean, it's, it's, it's just different to play in your home country. You know, I've, I've, I, I always loved it. You know, I, I love having the crowd behind me. And I think it really helps me to get in my own little zone, in my own bubble. It, it, it helps me to get a better focus. And, and, and that's the funny thing. That's what I miss out now in the tournaments because there's nobody out. And, and it, doesn't, it doesn't give me any focus because normally, you know, when there's a lot of people out, you need to, know, you need to stay in your own uh, little bubble and you need to focus on yourself and you need to get away from all the distractions that are going to be there. But now there is no distraction and there's almost, there's no pressure of really getting in that concentration. And... That's what I've always liked about the Dutch Open. There's always, you know, a lot of spectators coming out following me. And I, I just ride that wave, you know. I just like to feel that, that excitement of the crowd. And I like to feel them behind me when you make a birdie. And, and for some reason, I, I, I ride on that. And, yeah, it's, it's something special. And I, I can't explain it. It's, you know, the, the weeks leading up to it, I don't really like as much because you have to do a lot of stuff and you have to do a lot of... A lot of other things than, than when you play in other countries. But once the tournament week starts and, and you see all the people out there enjoying golf and, and coming out to sports, you know, not only me, but all the other Dutch players, it's just a lot of fun. And I just want to show them what I can do. It's, it's really interesting what we've heard from guys like Rory since the restart, that he seems to have struggled the most without those crowds. And I, I have to say, I was a bit sceptical when I first heard that. I was kind of like, you know, golf's golf. You do it in practice rounds. But it's interesting the way you talk about it there, that it's more about how it impacts your ability to focus and concentrate yeah. and really yeah. switch on when it's go time. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, a way of looking at it than I'd thought of before. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I've noticed, you know. I, and, and I understand practice, practice rounds should be the same, but they're not. I mean, everybody that says that, you know, how many players are great on, on Tuesday, Wednesday, and they're shite on Thursday, you know. So it is different. And uh, I think the, the best players in the world know how to deal with the pressure of, of tournament golf and pressure of, of the people watching. But what I felt is that the people watching and the crowd next to the, behind the ropes really helps me 
getting in that tunnel vision of just seeing the hole and, and, and getting away from, from that wide vision. And now when there's nobody around, it's so easy to go wide because there's no distraction. But at the same time, you don't get in that tunnel vision, you're probably not going to play good golf. You know, and that's, that's what I've missed. So I, I, I would like to see as many people out on the golf course because it just helps me focus better. And I, I think that's what, that, that's what Rory meant as well, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. How good has the tour done, though, Yost, with regard to putting on these events? Sorry, one more. How good is how good is the tour done putting on these events? I mean, it, it's it's great that they 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 have tournaments back again. You know, it's it's great for creating playing opportunities, but at the same time, it's hard to make money now because the costs are are high. You know, you you need to stay in in certain hotels. The caddies need to stay in certain hotels. Uh, you know, I, I had a flight to to the USPJ, which is a regular event, but it, it was $9,000 to get a flight over that business class ticket, you know? So you need, it, it, everything is a bit more expensive and the price money obviously on the European tour has gone down, but that's just temporary, hopefully. And I think they've gone, done a great job getting back to tournament golf as one of the earliest sports in the world, together with the PGA Tour, of course. Um, and now hopefully the world will, will be a better place in a couple months and hopefully you can go back to normal, normal tournaments and, uh, and normal um, hotels and, and normal breakfast because it's, it's, it's a bit weird in a way. Yeah, yeah so we I, all hope that. You know, man. it's great that we're playing, but I, I, I don't enjoy it as much as, as before, I must say. But that's just the whole world isn't the same, isn't it? So it's not as much fun anyway. Absolutely. It's all peculiar, buddy. It's all peculiar. I was going to ask you, Yost, uh, you're good friends with uh, my local, my local boy here, Chris Wood. Um, come on, mate. You got, you must have a couple of stories up your sleeve. You can tell about, you know, boys on tour and, uh, you know, what kind of stuff you get up to behind closed doors. I know you love your darts, by the way. I know you love your darts. So, yeah. On. No. Yeah. I do. I have some good stories about about Woody. <laughs> uh, I probably have, <laughs> but um, no. Nah, I mean, Woody and me, and and also Bernd Wiesberger. You know, we we're good friends. And what I like being out with the boys is just the banter between us. You know, it's yeah. there's never there's never really a serious conversation. It's always it's always you know winding up each other or or just talking bullshit. You know, it's just being out with the yeah. boys. And, 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 and that's what I miss as well now, you know. We're not allowed to go out with each other for dinner or, or just, you know, to the mall on the Monday when you're, when you're not practicing. Um, yeah. It's just boring now. And, and I miss the boys. And I miss Woody as well because he hasn't been playing any golf since, uh, since March, I think. So I, I, I sent him a text the other day, what's going on? And he said, well, I'm just not ready to play golf again. So um, I hope he, uh, he will sort it out and he'll be back soon because I do miss him. And... Uh, I'll tell you the good stories when the camera's off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you can just tell a story about like, a, a, say, not just including Woody, but say a story on your behalf of like when you're on tour and some of that unfolded and how, how funny it came off or something. Have you got anything up your sleeve with regard to uh, that over the last couple of years? You know, I've, I've, had, a, I've had a thing with, with Bernd Wiesberger, who is one of my best mates, you know, and um, we played together in China and... Um, we were both playing well. I think it was the third day. Both were five, six under for the round. And, and last hole in China, BMW Championship, tough par four. We walk, we walk down the, the, the tee box. And Burns says, oh, Joost, if, if you make bogey and I make birdie, we play again together. 
But tomorrow, I said, fucking hell, mate. Are you, are you saying now that you, that you hope I make a bogey? I said, go fuck yourself. Go, go talk to somebody else. But, and, then, and then, you know, it just, it just got me out of, my, out of my zone, out of my concentration. But Burns said it just in a, in a nice way of, exactly. let's, you know, yeah. we, we might be playing together. We can, you know, we, do, we can do the same. And, and that just escalated a little bit. And all of a sudden, it, I was nervous trying to make, make par down the last, which I, I luckily did. But I said, Bert, listen, mate, you can't say even to your, your best mate in a tournament that he hopes he makes bogey. <laughs> I said, if you say that to Tiger Woods on the last ball, he will, he will kill you. <laughs> and, then, and then afterwards, we just sat down in the hotel room and we, we talked it out. And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't the smartest thing to say. And, and, and let's get over with it, you know. But that's just stuff that happens in the... In the in the zone, in the in the concentration, and in the in, in the how do you say that? It just it you know he tried to do it in a nice way, but it, it came from it, the right place. It came. Yeah, from and I, I just picked yeah. it up the wrong way. You know. Which, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I picked it up differently than he meant it, but yeah. that was just when I look back at it, it's it's quite funny. And you know, we're best mates, but even on the when we're in the tournament, we just want to win. We want to beat each other, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think that's golf as well. Yeah. Burned has had his injury problems. Woody, obviously, at the moment, is still struggling. And you've had the wrist injury as well in the past. How difficult is it to see other guys out there competing and you're just sat at home having to wait, go through the rehab? Yeah, it's, that's the worst feeling, you know. Um, I've been injured quite a, a couple of times on my wrist. I had two operations on my left wrist. The first one was early in my career. And, and I think that was the hardest one because it took me more than a year and a half to come back to, to tournament golf. I, I couldn't watch golf on TV when I was injured because you know, oh, geez, I, I could have, I could have played there, or you know, I, you, you think that yeah. every time you see them, you just get uh, frustrated even more. So I didn't watch golf when I was injured, um, and that that was the funny thing when when we had the lockdown for a couple of weeks and we couldn't play golf. I was okay with it because everybody else wasn't playing golf. Nobody could play golf, so it was fair, you know, and and. But when you're injured, you feel like you get run by everybody on the rankings, on the world rankings, on the order of merit. And you just want to go out and, and, and defend your position or, or improve it, which is the hardest thing because you know you can't. And, and you want to get back as soon as you can. But the, the, the worst thing to do is to, to do it too quick and get injured again because that's what you see a lot of, a lot of the times as well. And on the other, on the other end, you know, it's it's sports and, and injuries is part of the job as well. So you just need to be lucky that you get an injury that's that's recovered soon, that that, that you'll be big, be back uh, back quickly. But it, it is the hardest thing, and and I think that's the hardest thing of our job is to stay fit and healthy. You know, because we practice a lot, and it's a very similar motion we make every day. So you always get your 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 troubles with neck, shoulders, uh, back, wrists, whatever. So you need to deal with that every day. And that's why you see guys invest a lot in physios and, 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 and you know, uh, fitness and, and everything because it's just important to stay fit, but also the hardest thing. And especially on a run like this when so many people, yourself included, are playing so much golf in such a short space of time, perhaps longer runs of events on tour than you would otherwise because you're looking to make up for lost time. What does that take out of you? Because, you know, it is physical golf and it, it can, if you're on the road for six, eight weeks yeah. at a time. It, it I think, 
yeah i think a lot of people don't uh, they underestimate how how much it takes out of you physically not only mentally um but also physically if you play five six weeks in a row so i don't try to do more than three if i really have to i, I can do four but a lot of people don't know what it is to play on tour. They think we turn up on Thursday and, and, and we start playing the tournament for four days and we, and we are on the beach the next three days uh, in between the tournaments. But, you know, you, you, play, you play four days, you get on the plane, go to the next stop and you go practice straight out of the plane to the airport or for, to the golf course. And you, you just play seven days a week and there's no time to recover. And even if you do take uh, time to recover, you feel like you need to practice because there's always something you, you need to work on or you think you can improve. So there's always the pressure of, I need to practice. And I think it's really important to take your, to your rest as well in between. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's, it's hard, you know, it's, it's, it's long weeks. It's, uh, it's, it's just hard to explain if you, if you haven't done it. That's where I went wrong, mate. I was on the beach for these three days and then just rocked up on Thursday. I, I, I don't think you went to the beach. You went straight to the bar, you. <laughs> <laughs> straight to the dance floor yeah. for John. Straight to the dance straight floor. Straight to the karaoke to the bar. Dance floor. <laughs> oh, mate, probably was. Yeah, I did. Nine times out of ten, definitely. Oh, man. But, but yeah, but, I mean, but I think that's important sometimes that you, when you finish the tournament on the Sunday night that you're that you relax a little bit somewhere in between before the next tournament, because if not, you, you, you're going to wind up yourself mentally. You know, our uh, podcast is the Filthy Lip Out podcast. I want to ask you, what has been your filthiest lip out? I know we have a lot of them, you know, they come back to us and it screws Well, the one heads, that pops but... into my mind now is it's, uh, it's Valderrama playing against Sergio. Um, it's a two-man uh, men race, basically. We're four, four clear of the, the rest of the field. And I, I had a, a lip out on the 18, basically, to, to get into a playoff with him. It just ran over the lip on the left lip, and it didn't go in. It looked great all the, the whole way. I thought it was in, lipped out. Uh, Sergio had two putts to win, which he did. And um, that's just the one that, that pops into my mind, you know. And uh, those are quite tough to take. But, you know, uh, at the end of the day, that's golf as well. But uh, that's why it's a frustrating game. Yeah, it is a frustrating game. <laughs> I, I know I was going to ask you as well, mate. We got, we got like, uh, obviously a good bit of schedule coming up soon. Ireland, Scotland, England again, you know, and uh, big money events. Uh, yeah. Are you gearing yourself up for those? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I, I love playing the big events and it's great to play for some money again. You know, they're Rolex events. Um, there, there should be quite strong fields, uh, good golf courses. So I'm looking forward to, to get in those tournaments again and, and, and hopefully get some better form going in my, in my game and, uh, and I'll be there. It was interesting when John said you were into your darts. Is, uh, obviously, darts is massive in Holland these days. Raymond van Barneveld's been an absolute legend. Michael van Gerwen now taking on the mantle. Uh, are you any good? Um, no, I, I wouldn't say I'm any good. I, I love doing it and I love watching it on TV. And I, I, I went out to see Van Gerwen a couple of times. Um, and it's great atmosphere as well, you know, the, the, the darts. And that's what I love about it. You can have a beer, you can sing a little bit. It's, it's a bit more relaxed than when you go out and watch the golf, uh, golf you know. And uh, um, you just Van Gerwen needs to get it uh, back together. He's struggling a little bit, eh? 
Richard's he not, is struggling like a little him. bit, man. Yeah, I mean, he's when in, I was uh, I was with you, when I we were in Austria, weren't we? I think it was the yeah. Shot Clock Masters at the time, and yeah. you got uh, you and Bernd, I think, went out to the uh, the darts that was being played right there, and uh, you came back with a big old signed, you know, uh, Phil Taylor and all the boys had signed this uh, uh, dart before. We put it me. down. We we put holes in the wall, didn't we? Yeah, it was it was me and Matt Southgate that went. And I don't, it, know if, I don't know if, I, if I'm allowed to tell the story from, from Matt, but so we got invited <laughs> from, from, from Michael uh, and, and we, it was Sunday night, we went on the, on the drinks, you know, and, and we almost got kicked out by the security because we're too loud in the, in the, in the, in the hall, you know, we're making too much, uh, too much noise, but uh, it, it's a good night, you know, and that's what I like about the darks, it's a great night out. I mean, you have to be really loud in the darts to be nearly kicked out for being yeah, too yeah, loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, serious. Matt is a quiet guy on the golf course, but he could be quite loud. <laughs> and me too. I'm... I saw beef. Andrew Johnston plays a bit of darts. I'm thinking like a, a golf celebrity darts match. Joost Louten versus Beef I think, Johnston. I think there's quite a, a few football players that love to play go, uh, darts as well, eh? Yeah. So there, yeah, there could be something. Right. It's good. So there could be something. I, I'm up for a little match anytime. Nice. Mentioning yeah. football there, you know, it's maybe. Do you follow football much? Are you a football fan? Yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm a Feyenoord fan. Feyenoord? Oh, okay. No, no, no. Feyenoord. 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 So, no, I'm a, I'm a big football fan, so I watch it okay. a lot. And uh, try to go to the games when I can. Nice. Do you get the opportunity to go much, or I guess... Nah, not, not enough, you know. It, it all depends a little bit on on our schedule and, and their schedule. But um, when I have the chance, I like to go. And if not, I always have my laptop and watch the game online, you know. And uh, again, I love all sports, but football is my most uh, most favourite one. Do you know an Italian striker called Manolo Gabbiadini? Played for Southampton for a bit, Sampdoria. Doesn't no, I mean it doesn't ring a bell now. But <laughs> why? The reason I ask you is he is the absolute spitting image of you. It's amazing, right? So what? What's his name? Manolo Gabbiadini. Right, I've got a picture. I'm holding him up to the screen now. If you can see. <laughs> ah, he's not as handsome as me. Uh, oh, not even I, close. You've never been seen in the same room. He's never been on a golf course with you, and you've been, never been seen on in the same. <laughs> I'm convinced you're the same person as Manolo Gabbiadini. Uh, he's got I'm, more hair. He's got yeah. more hair. <laughs> yeah. He's got a lot more hair. And, he, and his beard, he, he, he misses a little bit of his beard as well. <laughs> yeah. You got a funny oh, imagination, man. mate. I've, I've got a very vivid <laughs> imagination. I get it from John. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You oh, two yeah, are not go. good together, eh? <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's good, man. But, mate, uh, uh, so predictions for this week. Uh, well, there was, actually, there is one question I want to ask you. I mean, we're a little bit longer in the two fuse, you know, and, you know, we're seeing some youngsters coming out onto the to the the tour. Is there anyone that stands out to you and you just go, "Oh my goodness, how do you do that?" Well, I mean, the, the one that's at the moment is really impressive is that Rasmus uh, um, Hoygaard. Hoygaard. Yeah. Rasmus, Rasmus Hoygaard. I mean, how old is he? He's twenty, and he's he's won 20. twice, and he, you know, you see him up the leaderboard every time, and um, and there are two of them as well. So they're very talented. Um, I think those guys are the one to watch for the for the next uh, five to ten years. But you know, every year there's a couple of young guys that come on tour um, that just go out and shoot lights out. You know, they're not scared. They're 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 just ready to play tournament golf or professional golf. And I think that's changed over the years. When we came out, Johnny 
you know, everybody was a little bit older um, and they needed a little bit of time to get adjusted to, yeah. the, to the professional game. These guys, yeah. they come out and, and they just put in a score and they don't seem to care. And, and, yeah. and, and that's really impressive to watch. I would agree. I would have agree. You, uh, been out on the course there this week, Don, uh, Victoria. Have you had a chance to have a little scout around? No, I've I've been on the range yesterday just for for an hour. I haven't been on the golf course, so we're going to go out now for uh, for nine holes, and then tomorrow we have uh, pro am. That's first time we're going to play pro am again uh, this week. Hey, nice. Yeah, yeah. So that's a lot of fun, um, and then we'll uh, we'll see the golf course tomorrow. Brilliant. Good well, Yus, well, we don't want to keep you. I think uh, Kit's going to say his goodbyes. No best of luck this week. It's been uh, awesome having you on. A lot of fun. Thanks, uh, guys. I'll keep an eye out to see if you appear at, in the same place as Manolo Gabbiadini at any point in the future. Um, um, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna find him, and we go, we go to have a beer. So uh. please, please <laughs> send me a selfie of you with Manolo Gabbiadini. That will genuinely make my year. If I'll see him, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a selfie for sure. That would be Thanks amazing. Thanks for having me, boys. Thanks very be much. Safe, Uh, Thanks for listening, everyone. That was another really entertaining one to do with Yoast there. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Filthy Lip Out. Wherever you're listening to this, please like it, share it, leave a review if you possibly can. It all helps us be found by other golfers looking for a laugh and a giggle just like we are. That's all for this week. We will see you again next time.